Hey friends, my name is Becky Kopitsky, and this is the Inspired Business Podcast, where we talk all about how to earn a God-honoring income from your creative work so that you can serve more people in less time and sustain your message financially. In this show, you'll discover smart and biblically sound strategies for growing your reach, promoting your content, honing your craft, and building a business that's based on your top priorities of family and faith. Together, we're going to boost your influence and your income so you can keep changing the world one conversation at a time. I am so glad you're here. Well, hi, everyone. Welcome to a new week. Today's episode is a bit of a cautionary tale, otherwise known as don't give your audience nightmares. (laughs) This past summer, my husband and I took our 12-year-old daughter to see Top Gun Maverick at the theater. Now, for the most part, we'd heard it was a family-friendly movie for tweens, and we're usually okay with PG-13 movies, you know, at this stage, when they've been recommended by other parents that we trust. And Top Gun Maverick was a great movie. You probably saw it. Many of you probably saw it. We're the kind of family that's going to filter out the junk in order to appreciate the valuable aspects of a movie or a book or whatever. So very few things in this world are all good or all bad. So discernment is a skill that we try to teach our kids. So we decided, let's go see this movie. And, you know, I I do have to say, it was a pretty good movie. Maybe you've seen it. Like I said, um, it was way cleaner than the original Top Gun. Remember that one? Some of my friends and I joke about being the 80s PG rating, (laughs) which means you could come across any manner of innuendo or drug use or flashes of naked bodies, and somehow that's still considered pg in the 80s, which is not exactly the kind of PG that we think about today. But have you ever come across a movie on Netflix, like a movie from your childhood, and you thought to yourself, oh, this was such a great movie. I saw it when I was a kid, or I saw it when I was in high school. You know, my kids would love it. And then you get everybody snuggled on the couch with popcorn, and you flip on this supposedly charming movie from your flawed memory, and it's totally filled with swearing and teenage sex and you wonder how in the world did we ever watch this stuff when we were 14, 15 years old or 8 or 9 or 10 years old? How did we forget it was so unholy? (laughs) Please tell me it's not just me. I mean, for real. The first time I had that experience, it was with a Charlie Brown movie. My three-year-old did not need to hear Charlie Brown talking about how he wanted to kill himself. That Lucy, I'm telling you what, she was a narcissist. How do we not recall these things into adulthood? Anyway, my point is, we went to see Top Gun Maverick with the expectation that it would be tween appropriate, which it was for the most part. You know, you can disagree with me if you saw it, but we were not troubled by the content for her. There was really nothing in the film that threw our seventh grader for a loop. But I cannot say the same for the previews. So here we were at a basically family-friendly movie. But every single preview in that movie theater, except for one, was for an R-rated horror film. And I'm not just talking about suggested content, okay? These previews showed the horror scenes. There was a woman getting her throat slit, a girl cutting herself, a woman's head was rolling off. And while I in my old age, had the foresight to close my eyes for those disturbing scenes that I knew were coming because I've been around a lot of years and I know the formula. Our daughter did not know that they were coming. We took her to see an uplifting movie 
And she was unintentionally, on our part, unintentionally, clearly not on the part of the movie theater, but she was exposed to scenes that she should never have to see. She actually had nightmares from those previews. So this is not a conversation about whether or not my husband and I should have taken our daughter to a movie in today's day and age. So thank you for not missing the actual point. What we're talking about here is knowing your audience. What in the world made Marcus Theaters think that R-rated horror film previews were appropriate for a family-friendly feature? My daughter is 12. But other families had even younger kids at this movie. And we were not there on opening weekend. I mean, we went to see this movie after our older daughter had already seen it with a friend and her parents, who raved about it, by the way, another conservative Christian family whose opinion we respect, And by the time we caught it in the theater, it had probably already been out for a month or more. Everybody had been talking about Top Gun, telling friends to take their kids to see it, saying it's fairly clean, it's such an inspiring movie. And so surely, the people who run the movie theater must have known what kind of people were attending the 6 p.m. showing of Top Gun Maverick. It was families or couples, or teenagers, or people of any age who were interested in uplifting content, not serial killers. Yet we were shown previews for not just one, but four horror films, R-rated horror films. When we got home, all my daughter could talk about was not the fighter planes, or the amazing ending for Goose and his son, spoiler, sorry everybody, but the creepy preview, that's what she talked about the creepy preview where the woman's head falls off. Now, is there an audience for these kinds of scenes? Yes, of course there is. Otherwise, Hollywood would stop making scary movies. But sitting in the theater that night, eating a tub of popcorn and expecting to see Tom Cruise, these are families with 12-year-old kids, we were not the right audience for those previews. Those previews subjected my unsuspecting daughter to terrible images that she couldn't get out of her head. So what can we take away from this? First of all, know who your audience is. Know who's sitting in the seats, so to say. Serve them with the kind of content that they want and are willing to pay for. And if that's not the kind of content that you want to create and sell, then find a different audience. Go back to square one and build a following of people who want your horror films. But don't try to feed any audience the wrong kind of content for their needs. So I'll give you an example of this. I have two different audiences or two segments of my audience. So as a published author and a longtime blogger, I have an audience of readers who buy my parenting books and my family books, my Christian lifestyle content. These are the people who follow my family life-related devotions on my blog. They're my loyal readers and my friends who cheer me on when I record on the daily broadcast with Focus on the Family. This was my first audience. But since I've gotten involved in coaching other content creators and other writers and speakers, I've built an audience now of these fellow and aspiring content creators, digital product sellers, creative entrepreneurs. And this is my business to business audience. It's the audience that enrolls in my coaching programs and listens to this podcast. There's some crossover between the two, you know, sure, but for the most part, I keep my messaging for these two segments of my audience separate. Because what if I sent a blog post on how to earn more revenue from your digital product, 
to an audience of moms who don't create digital products. Of course, that would make no sense. It would not serve that audience well. And what if I sent you all an email on how to survive teaching your teenage daughter how to drive? Some of you might relate to that, but many of you won't. You won't care. Well, some of you are miles ahead of me in that department, and you could probably teach me how to survive the driving stage. What it comes down to, though, is know your audience and serve their needs. So what does it mean to know your audience? Well, many of you know that I'm a huge proponent of market research, which one of my favorite coaches, Haley Burkhead, she calls it message mining. This involves sitting down to a Zoom call with actual customers or people who fit your customer avatar and talking with them one-on-one and asking probing questions that get to the heart of their needs and their fears and their problems. And these are questions like, for example, fill in the blank. All my problems with digital marketing would be solved if I could just get a handle on blank. That would be something that I would ask because my product or my solution is related to digital marketing. That's my niche. So let's say you want to create an online course that's on event planning for women's ministry leaders. So you might ask, you know, fill in the blank, if I could just control blank, all my problems with planning the annual women's retreat would be solved. Or maybe what intimidates you most about selecting a speaker for your women's event? And those kinds of questions. The point is to ask questions that really get to the heart of the issue. And this is so important. This part is so important. Hit record. (laughs) Tape your conversation so that you can transcribe it. And then you can highlight key phrases that your customer said. This is how you really determine what their pain points are and how they talk about those pain points. What is the terminology that your customers, your potential customers, are using to describe themselves and their challenges, also their dreams for a solution? How are they speaking into this topic? And then you can use that language, the words that they speak, to speak back to them in your sales copy. When you know who you're speaking to, who you're creating for, and what they're really dealing with in their own words, then you can create content and products that solve their actual problem, not just the problem that you imagined they might have. It's so important to know your audience before you start creating a product or a service, before you start crafting copy for a sign-up page or an email sequence, So if you haven't spent any time getting to know your audience or people who fit the type of person that you want to have in your audience, then stop what you're doing and schedule a few of those Zoom calls. If you want to build a different audience from the one you have right now, or if you're starting from scratch, you don't even have an email list or a group of social followers or podcast listeners, then determine who you want to serve. Like I mentioned earlier, who is your ideal customer, the person you want to sell to, the person whose life you want to transform, what kind of person is that? And then schedule interviews with a handful of people who fit that description. Know who your people really are. Again, not just what you imagine them to be. So if you want to know more about this process for getting to know your audience so you can create the right product for the right people, for the right reasons, then we are cooking up a special opportunity to work with me and my team in a new real-time coaching program that focuses on this topic and tons more topics related to creating and selling products online. This program is going to be super valuable 
And the best part is it's going to be also super affordable for content creators at all levels. So just go to the inspiredbusiness.co slash waitlist. That's the inspiredbusiness.co slash waitlist just to stay in the know. You'll be the first to hear about this opportunity when we announce it next month around Black Friday. And if you take advantage of it, you're going to get a special bonus just for being on the wait list. So to wrap things up for today, let's all agree that if you're not speaking the right language to your audience, if you're not serving them with the kind of content that blesses them and meets their need, then you're sunk before you've even begun. Our job is to uplift our people not to give them nightmares. (laughs) I hope this helped you, friends. As always, if you have any questions or thoughts on this episode, always feel free to email me at becky at theinspiredbusiness.co, and I'll be happy to write you back. So keep creating, keep believing, and together let's give God all the glory. Until next time, bye-bye. Hey friends, thanks so much for joining me here on the Inspired Business Podcast. I hope this episode spoke to your heart and encouraged you. Hey, let's connect beyond the earbuds. If you have questions or thoughts about today's episode, feel free to email me directly at becky at theinspiredbusiness.co. That's .co. And I'll be happy to respond. I love hearing from my listeners. And I especially love working alongside you to serve people, to earn money, and to change the world in ways only Christian creators can. God bless you.